I remember being a young whippersnapper in the big agency world. I could not wait until someone gave me a chance to manage others. I just knew that would be my big break. The chance came a lot sooner than I expected or truthfully probably deserved. I was all of maybe 25, maybe, and a young woman a couple of years older than me was on probation. My supervisor really wanted to give her one more shot at turning things around, and she figured it was a good way for me to cut my teeth on management. I was given a set of criteria, meet with her daily, create a set of goals, hold her accountable to those goals, check in with our superiors once a week. I really wanted to succeed, and I really wanted her to succeed. I wanted to show that I could make a difference, but also that I could help this young woman keep her job. I failed miserably. On today's Spin Sucks podcast episode, we're going to talk about the differences between managers and leaders and how to become a better human, communicator, and leader of your colleagues. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks Podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks Podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. You know the young woman I just mentioned? She wasn't going to make it past probation, but no one told me that. I met with her once a day to review the goals she'd been given and to provide feedback on where to improve. The first couple of meetings were hard. She did not want to be there. And really, who can blame her? And then, well, she just stopped showing up. She was gone about two weeks after they'd given her to me to manage. I felt like I'd let her down. It was really hard for me because I had failed. She not only didn't make it, she didn't make it through her entire probationary period. To my great surprise, though, I began to move up the ladder. Who promotes a person who can't keep someone employed for more than two weeks? (laughs) It turns out it was just a test to see how I would handle myself, not to see if she'd stay. I guess I passed that test, even though I still feel like I failed her. Still to this day, I feel like I failed her. Even so, every year on my reviews, I heard a lot of really great things and two worrisome ones. They were, learn to be more strategic, different topic for a different day, and stop complimenting people all the time. You have to be critical and give people things to work on. If all you do is compliment them, they'll never learn. Every year. Every review, this is what I heard. So what did I do? I stopped complimenting so much. Great management tool, huh? But I still had that feedback on my reviews even after I stopped complimenting so much. Was I not supposed to compliment at all? According to my supervisor, no. The problem with me is that I really like to help people feel good about the work they do. I also really hate to micromanage, but... As I was expected as a 20-something manager to be critical of people's work, never compliment, and micromanage the crap out of them. Turns out those are three really bad traits for a manager, and I hated the person I was becoming as I tried very hard to develop those skills to fit my supervisor's definition of a good manager. Instead, my growth kept stalling. What no one recognized in me were my leadership traits. They were too busy trying to fit me into their corporate ladder box. At the time, I unfortunately didn't know the difference between manager and leader, nor did I have the confidence to be able to say, yoo-hoo, 
that reminds me of Elsa of Frozen. <laughs> this isn't the right fit for me. Or, you know, heck, stand up to what turned out to be a terrible supervisor. She was terrible, terrible. She was terrible. So what's the difference, you ask? I love the way the Wall Street Journal defines managers versus leaders. The manager administers, the leader innovates. The manager is a copier, the leader is an original. The manager maintains, the leader develops. The manager focuses on systems and structure, the leader focuses on people. The manager relies on control, the leader inspires trust. The manager has a short range view, the leader has a long range perspective. The manager asks how and when, the leader asks what and why. The manager has his or her eye always on the bottom line. The leader's eye is on the horizon. The manager imitates, the leader originates. The manager accepts the status quo, the leader challenges it. The manager is the good classic soldier. The leader is his or her own person. The manager does things right. The leader does the right thing. Fortunately, organizations need both managers and leaders. There isn't a right way or a wrong way, though you can be a nice manager and still compliment people, which continues to be the thing that people give me a hard time about. Clients are forever telling me to be tougher on their teams. <sighs> I try. I do. I try. I'm too nice. I also don't like conflict. It's a problem. <laughs> When I was starting out on my own and had lots of 20-something employees, I leaned back on the advice I got from that terrible supervisor of mine, mostly because I didn't know at the time it was terrible. I knew it wasn't comfortable or easy for me, but I figured it was a growth opportunity. It wasn't until someone during their exit interview told me what a terrible culture we had. Obviously, that's not what I want to hear, right? So I hired myself a leadership coach and he was amazing. To this day, when I have an issue I can't get through on my own, I bring him in to help me. One of the things he did was when presented with a question, he would say to me, what do you think? I remember getting really frustrated with him at one point and blurting out, Randy, if I knew what to think, I wouldn't be asking you. He laughed and he said, but if I give you all the answers, you won't learn. Fine, fine, fine. He was right, of course, whatever. Not only did it build my confidence, but it also allowed me the room to do the same with my team. Now, instead of bringing me problems without solutions, they'll say, okay, so here's the deal. And then they'll follow up with, and I recommend we do X. This allows us to have a conversation that is solution focused, and it's significantly better than my telling everyone what to do all the time. Who has time for that? In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss how you can decide if you're better suited to be a manager or a leader and what to do about it. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step -step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more 
Get registered and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spin sucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm back. I mentioned earlier that an organization needs both managers and leaders. And there isn't a right or wrong way to handle it. There's not a right or wrong answer for you either as an individual. It's just different styles. I would even argue the advice my terrible, terrible, terrible supervisor gave me wasn't to develop a manager or a leader. It was just bad advice because she was terrible. The answer to which one you are lies deep in your psyche and how you feel about chaos and order. If you love process and stability and control, if you instinctively try to resolve problems quickly, you're likely better suited to be a manager. If you don't mind chaos and you tolerate lack of structure because you have to, if you're willing to delay decisions to better understand the issues, you're likely to be better suited to be a leader. In this way, leaders have more in common with artists, scientists, and other creative thinkers. Just like I was taught in my early career days, it's not uncommon that we consider managers to be those who forecast budget and plan. They are the people who assign work, evaluate the work of their colleagues, and hire and fire. Leaders, on the other hand, are the ones who inspire and motivate people toward a common cause, but are also those who come in at the last minute, crap all over everything you've done, and walk out for you to clean up the pieces. Both of those definitions can be right, especially where we are in the business world today, but they're also wrong, especially as we traverse this crazy year of the mother of all crises, social, political, and health all in one. In today's world, both managers and leaders have to know how to get the best out of their colleagues, how to develop culture when you're not physically together, and how to recruit the best talent no matter where they are in this entire big world. But organizations today are also required to take a stance on social issues, and that means both managers and leaders must have a constant pulse on the feelings and on the goals of all of their colleagues. They must understand how their most valuable assets, their people, are dealing with everything this year has thrown at us. If I were to rewrite the list from the Wall Street Journal based on several things in 2020, including Gen Z entering the workforce, taking a stance on social issues, and, you know, this little thing called a global pandemic, it's even worse now than it was this past spring, it would sound like this. The leader looks at how to adjust to a virtual workforce. The manager implements the changes. The leader sets the tone for taking a stance. The manager ensures it's done legally and ethically. The leader crafts new ways to work. The manager builds the processes. The leader checks in frequently to make sure people are okay. The manager implements extra benefits. The leader is vulnerable. The manager builds trust. The leader takes a long look at the future. The manager looks at the next 90 days. 
if they can, maybe it's just the next 30 days or the next two weeks, but it's shorter term. The leader asks what and why. The manager asks how and when. The leader questions authority. The manager is the authority. The leader considers how technology can change the way we work. The manager builds the budget to accommodate. The leader continually learns both professionally and personally. The manager provides professional development allowances. The leader does the right thing. The manager does things right. This shows every organization needs both and where you might fit. It's also okay if where you fit changes and evolves both with what's happening in the world and in your workplace. And truthfully, what's happening in your personal life too. In some cases, I need order and less chaos because it's the only thing I can control. My husband likes to make fun of me because I do the laundry every nine minutes, as he says. It's not every nine minutes, it's every other day. But it's the only thing I can control right now. During those times, that's when I become more of a manager than a leader. And then there are years like this one that I have to be comfortable with the chaos and control what I can by doing the laundry every nine minutes, because I know great change will come from our organization if I do that. The one thing, though, to always remember, no matter which role you fit in right at this moment, is to not be a jerk. Be kind, compliment people when they've done something well, and provide constructive criticism that allows them to grow. There isn't a right or wrong answer. The answer simply lies in how you feel about chaos and order. And that, my friends, brings this episode of the Spin Sucks podcast to a close. If you're not already part of the best community on the internet for communicators, join us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'm Jenny Dietrich. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 